Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, where God uses His ordinary people in extraordinary ways. This is the podcast for the church, about the church. And today I'm here with Connor Haas, and we're going to have a bit of a Christmas cheer edition of uh, the Ordinary Church Podcast, where, where we talk about all the things of Christmas that are on our minds right this moment. So are you ready for this, Connor? There it is. I'm ready. Okay, as so ready as I'm going to be. Good. Well, we're going to talk about four things today. I think I'm just going to bottom line it on top real quick here. We're going to talk about gifts and gift giving. We're going to talk about Advent devotionals. We're going to talk about candlelight Christmas Eve services and those beautiful candles that we all like to play with the wax. (laughs) And we're going to talk most importantly about celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. So let's start with gifts. What's on your mind about gifts right now, Connor? What's on my mind about gifts right now? Um, I don't know. You know, we're almost done with all of our Christmas shopping for the year, so... That's an exciting thing that it's, you know, the middle of December and we're not totally pulling our hair up, but that's all my wife's, you know, doing. That's not, I don't get any credit for that. So, uh-huh. so what's on my mind? You know, I'm excited to, I think I'm excited to give a few gifts. We, we just do little draws in our different families and, you know, we're, we're excited for that. Kind of a fun time to, uh, <laughs> I don't know. How can you not enjoy that? Right. Mm-hmm. Gift exchanges. We have a high school uh, party tonight. There's going to be a gift exchange just little ten dollar gifts it's always fun to watch the high school kids try to steal each other's uh you know oh you do the white elephant white thing, elephant style yeah, yeah yeah i love that love that yeah i don't know if i have very many good answers what uh what's on your mind right now about gifts probably same yeah <laughs> no seriously um i don't know i'm thinking about wanting them and giving them i don't know at christmas you always think about the magi who brought gifts to jesus right, right and gold right, and right. frankincense and myrrh and how they were just uh, exotic, uh, you know, expensive spices, but also the kind of spices you'd use for burial and embalming and things like that. I think people look into mm. that, yeah. something like that. But huh. I think the biggest thing is, I think that I think about wanting gifts and giving them. So I have long passed, uh, I've long since passed the moment in my life when I was still looking forward to getting gifts at Christmas. Right. right. I, and I don't mean this as being, I'm not being curmudgeonly or like a Grinch or anything. I just have no desire to open up any gifts on Christmas, but I do have a desire to give gifts. Right. Right. And I think I've thought more about this in recent years about giving purposely and redemptively and generously. And mm. I think, and what I mean by that is purposefully like, you know, when I was growing up, you never told people what you wanted. You just got what they wanted to give you, which I think is pretty cool. But nowadays I think it's more common where people go, what do you want? You make a gift list. Well, if someone tells me they want like a candle, I'm not going to give them a cow. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, right. hey, you wanted a candle, but here's some beef jerky. You know I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I do. Like you actually, I yeah. asked you what you wanted. You told me yep. and I basically blew through that and said, I don't care I what know, you want. I know, you know, I know. Yeah. We had a few people go rogue on our wedding registry. So <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah. Like, we oh, this a, is super thoughtful. We didn't go rogue. We gave you something I good. I know. Thank you. I don't even know what we gave you. you Angela know, knows what I we gave you. I can't say I remember either. <laughs> I know. I'm sure I it was really it was nice. expensive. I'm sure. I'm sure it was really nice. Yeah. Okay, so purposefully, like that you actually would think through what you're going to give someone and not just drop down a bunch of money or not just go cheap because you don't like them. But then redemptively in some way, like, and I'm not, I remember there was a season in my life when I'm like, I'm giving everybody um, uh, an envelope that says I gave to missions on your account. But you know, I could have just given to missions. If you're going to do that, just give to missions and don't tell someone this is your gift. Like, give them something. You know, they're going to be like, oh, that's neat that you used your charitable giving as an excuse not to give me something, you know? (laughs) So I would say give redemptively in a way that what's going to bless them the most and 
is there a way that your gift or even the tag or what you right, say right. could show forth the glory of God yeah, no, and in Christ? I think there's different ways to do that too. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> hey, I gave uh, you know to this mission uh, agency on your you know account or whatever. Yeah. But growing up, one of the things my family did at Christmas time was we all got in a room and we we opened up the. I think back then it was World Vision. I think now we use a different mm-hmm. group. But you know, my my family would sponsor kids growing up and. So at Christmas time, we would all get together and, you know, my parents had a certain sum of money and everybody's like drafting things out of the catalog. Like, I want to get a sheep for this family and, you know, a, I don't know, a Bible for this group or yes. whatever. So I think there are even fun ways like that where you can maybe kind of strike a blow at the total, you know, just consumeristic me, me, me mindset. I feel like my parents did a good job of that when I was growing up. That's cool. Yeah. I, like I don't that. know. So there's like ways that. to do that. But no, I agree. I think uh, I, we've been thinking, I've been trying to think about what it looks like to give redemptively mm-hmm. to people who aren't believers, you know, I know, uh, I know. that's an interesting thought because <clears throat> to just smack a, you know, Christian book into someone's hands who's not wanting that, that's no, probably not no. accomplishing what you want, right? <clears throat> no. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be advocating for that either. No, I, I know. I think yeah. it's the idea of the heart behind it and the words you use to bless them, right. not giving them something to hit them in the face with, right. unless they've expressed an interest right. and said, you know, I really would love to get a Bible someday, but I can't afford one or I don't know what kind to get that would be different yeah. right yeah but sure that's no, true. absolutely you know it is I, last thought I was just gonna say and you said you said this already but the best gifts I've ever gotten have not been the most expensive and everybody would agree with this true. right it's the ones that someone actually went through the thought to really you know lock in on mm-hmm. something that they would you know they'd know I really like my brother Sean he it's like one of my most cherished possessions he gave me a mug that he had made custom made and it just has the little face of a character from a movie that we like and a little it just it's uh it's, what movie? it's called the life aquatic uh it's a I don't West, even know it's a Wes anderson okay, movie. Okay, i don't know okay, wow. it's um oh I'll i can't even think of his up. name right now it's um well it's okay and it's gonna come to me i'll it's blur okay. it out later in the podcast did it win any academy awards nope definitely I, not that's what I figured. it's a funny movie <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll check it out someday but like i love this mug there Anyways, you go. no okay. it's cool yeah. no you know what's funny is uh, like i used to love all the things my parents would give me and they would always be surprises never would have like, any kind of gift list or anything like that because they were always very thoughtful and then there's two gifts i got that i was like it kind of blew me away one when i was in college i had a friend who was from west virginia his name was mike and he was from Huntington, West Virginia, which was the same city, I guess, as Michael W. Smith, the Christian oh, singer. Okay. So at the time, we were like, dude, you're, you're from the same city. It almost felt like he knew him, you know? Well, he had never been to the beach before, and a bunch of us went to the beach once, and he picked up some seashells and what have you. But for my birth, I think it was my birthday, maybe it was Christmas, he gave me one of the seashells he, hmm. he got. That's it was cool. just a little seashell. Yeah. And we were all poor at the time. We didn't have any money. Right. We were just college students. But the idea that he gave me something that really meant a lot to him to give away it 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 marked me i, I know it sounds silly right no, now but uh, right. i just it just it just marked me and so there was that and uh there's a few other gifts like that but anyway let's let's move on yeah the generous but the generously thing i think purposefully redemptively and generously yeah. one more thought on that is just giving in ways that we don't you know track or mark so much hey i got you this and it cost this much right because you can actually give a really inexpensive gift with and a very generous generously. heart, right? Right, right. So anyway, generously. Bill Murray, if anybody was wondering. Oh, I love Bill Murray. Bill okay, Murray. So I, love, I love his movies. Okay, yeah. all right. There you go. All right. 
Well, what about Bob? I mean, come on. I know. Bob? I know you love that movie. All right, we should move Let's on. Let's talk about Advent devotionals. Now, you're doing an Advent devotional I'm with doing your wife, Emily. The only Advent devotional to be using. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> of course. <laughs> why it's, is that? I'm joking. I do and, like and it, why is that Oh, the only? Uh, someone gave it to me. Who, who gave yeah, it to you? Yeah, I would prefer not to mention. Uh, you don't want them to lose their crown? <laughs> I don't want I'm them sure to it lose. was a really, really generous, super generous redemptive purpose. Given by person. somebody in the office, yeah. maybe someone in the same room. In the same room, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what's the devotional and... Uh, what do you like about it? It's super good. It's um, maybe if you're listening, you're using it. But every day, probably just two or three pages uh, worth of thoughts about Christ, His coming, but really, really heart, um, you know, probing. He's really getting down to the the meat of kind of you know maybe some of our selfishness and just things that we might be kind of you know misguided in our focus on during Christmas time, even not just in a materialistic, oh, it's gifts and Santa level, but, but deeper than that, you know, really probing down to why did Christ have to come is because of our sin. It's because we're glory thieves. We've robbed him of his glory, but then he's really just exposing the glory of Christ in all these pages and the glory of really the triune God in, in constructing this amazing plan to send the sun to earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a confession to make. Confess. I gave all these devotionals. Paul David Tripp did one called Come Let Us Adore Him. There it is. Daily Advent Devotional. This is what Connor's talking about. Here's my big confession. You're all going to think, you are like so messed up. <laughs> I gave this to all of our elders, all of our pastors, all of our staff. And Angela and I gave it to them with a Christmas ornament. Right. 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 On November 28th. That was our fourth ornament. So thank you for that. You are yeah. welcome. If you need more, there's some pine, <laughs> we cone. have, we have more some pine cones outside. No, anyway. Um, so here's the deal. So I gave this, we gave this to them, our Christmas gift on November 28th, so they can use it all through Christmas. So it turns out we give them all away. And I say, Ange, where was the one that we set aside for ourselves? We realized we gave them all away. <laughs> and so, so today I'm, I have one. I just unwrapped one while we were doing the pot. Well, Connor was just talking. This is full disclosure. I just unwrapped the one that I found one right here. I turned around and I found one sitting here and I thought maybe, maybe I'd taken it here. Maybe this is the one for my family. (laughs) And so here it is December 15th, right? It's been 17 days since I gave these away and I haven't cracked one of these. Okay. Now here's the deal. December 15th, the prophecy was our hope before we were born. A child would be born, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And he says, perhaps no more, no words more encouraging than these have ever been written. Hmm. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Hmm. What a stirring, encouraging prophecy of the birth of Jesus. But here's the thing I want to say about Advent devotionals. This is a wonderful devotional. I'll take it home and start using it with my family tonight. You're all laughing at me. But I want to say this. My family hasn't even put up Christmas decorations. Right before Thanksgiving, I said, hey, and you want me to take it down all the Christmas stuff? Everybody was really busy. Uh, it's a long story. A foster child came to live with us the day of mm-hmm, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we've had a lot going on, and I just never went up and into the rafters and got them all down in the garage. So I put up the Christmas lights outside, and I, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph always go out to the front yard. Good. So that goes out on Thanksgiving Day or the day after. Okay. okay? So I've <laughs> been out there with the spotlight. So I've got that and some Christmas lights on the house. Beyond that, we have nothing. 
Nothing. Nothing set up. And it's like we don't we don't feel cheated. We're not the biggest decorators in the world. Okay. Mm. We're just not into that as much as some people are. We're just not as cool as most people. Mm. Okay. But here's the deal. We've had an advent wreath in the past where you do the candles every yeah, day. Yeah. I've written advent devotionals for the church before where you do this. We've done none of that this year. But guess what? We do something in the word and prayer every day. And we've spoken of Jesus with each other yeah. every day. Yeah. So I haven't used this hmm. thing. but and, and I would just say this. Don't feel like, oh, I have to do this or that. Do it if you have it. I'm going to start doing it. But just do something in the word and prayer daily to honor the Lord Jesus. And talk of Christ in your home. Hmm. Speak of him. Yeah. Pray to him. Yeah. 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 Right on. Super good. Yeah. We should move on. Candlelight Christmas. Candlelight Christmas. Candlelight um, Christmas Eve services. Yes. Are you a fan or not? Do you like the Christmas Eve service where you just have it or when they put a candle in your hand and you let uh, a match? You know, I like the candle. It's a little nostalgic for me. That's how I grew up, baby. Yeah, not going to lie. Not going to lie. Me too. I, yeah. Dude, I grew up like that too. And as a, as a young boy who didn't even know Jesus, but was a, a kind, kind kid. Right, right. I loved it when they put a candle in my hand <laughs> and then they put, then they, then they lit it. They, of course they wouldn't give me matches back then. I was no, too, too no, rambunctious. No. Yeah. But, oh, and then playing with the wax and, yeah. but seriously. Breaking it off. As yeah. trick, I know. I know. But seriously, some of the best memories I have is at the church I grew up which didn't preach the gospel, by the way. Hmm. Let me just make that clear. But on Christmas Eve, they would get in a big circle and either be indoors or outdoors and with these candles and then sing Christmas songs. Yeah. And it was like, I loved it. I totally. loved it. And it, you felt, you know, at the time I probably felt comforted and felt like all is right in the world. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So interesting. But I do like the candlelight and I do like the idea of, you know, Jesus is the light of the world. Hello. Yeah. I mean, the wax is great. The right. candle is wonderful. But yeah. Jesus is the light of the world. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, I think maybe one of my favorite parts now, because I, I, it was a little bit of a transcendent uh, experience, you know, as a kid to kind of have those candles and, you know, you're just out there and singing. But I would say now there's even, you know, in a way that is kind of beyond what might happen on normal Sunday service. Uh to be able to hear everybody singing those Christmas songs about Christ coming, that's mm -hmm. a pretty sweet moment, you know? Because yes, on Sunday morning, we we believe in congregational singing at Grace, yes mm -hmm. and amen. amen. Uh, but the speakers are loud too, so you don't hear all the voices maybe as, you know, mm -hmm. as, as loudly as you could. But when you're outside, just standing in that circle, everybody's singing to the Lord, that's a pretty awesome, that's a pretty awesome thing it to really get to is. experience. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It's really cool. Okay, well, let's talk then. Let's just finish. We have a few more minutes, and I think the most important thing we could talk about, which I think right. what we've talked about today is kind of drenched with this, but it is. celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, the incarnation of the eternal Son of God. Uh, the Christmas, and this is often misunderstood, Christmas is not Jesus becoming the Son of God at some point when mm -hmm. he was on earth. Mm -hmm. He has always been the Son of God, and the you know, in the decrees, in the eternal decrees of God, in the, in the, in the secret council of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they planned the incarnation together. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I'm curious, do you, have you been thinking this year particularly of any maybe just common misunderstandings that accompany the Christmas story that people just kind of miss mm -hmm. as they're thinking about Luke 2 or the first right. chapters of Matthew? That right there is, is probably the primary one I think about the most, okay. and it's probably going to come out in my sermon on Sunday okay. on the 26th. Yeah. That's not Jesus becoming the Son. He has always been the Son. It's the right. eternal Son of God, the and, second person of the Trinity. And the, I, the, how, um, why is that important? 
for someone who's listening and they're going, well, what's the big deal? It doesn't, you know, sun then, sun from eternity, what, right. why does it matter? What's the big deal about well, that? Well, first, because it's the truth and you always want the truth, okay? Right. Second, because it is, it's an assurance that this was not just some happenstance that happened like, oh, well, it's a good thing that happened. Kind of like, I remember when I was younger, I would hear people, you know, teaching from the gospels and it would be like, you're acting as if this, it was a good thing that Jesus, you know, made it out of that temptation. And it's a right. good thing right, that right. Jesus didn't sin because, oh no, what if he would have, hmm. you know, you're dealing with the eternal son of God, yeah. God himself, yeah. God in the flesh, fully God, fully man. And the incarnation is a mystery, but is also an absolute truth, which gives us absolute assurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. What about you? It is no, I, I don't know. You know, as we've been reading these Advent devotionals, and I've just been thinking about Christ coming, it's just kind of hitting me all over again. I guess it does every year, but it's just so, it's just so boggling to the mind that God would enter this world and take human flesh. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just no, there's no words for it, and um, yeah, I, I think I've just right. been staggered kind of all over by that. Just and especially I think, which I, I, we talk about this every Christmas, but just his humility in doing that. And, you know, that the one who, the one who had all power, you know, no reason to humble himself, mm -hmm. every reason to just exercise his power did exactly the opposite um, and humbled himself in the most unimaginable way. So, yes. And then it's a great, uh, you know, just point of conviction for me. Cause I realize here I am with no reason to exercise power, every reason to be humble, but what do I do all day? I'm selfish and proud. <laughs> so, it's, uh, I'm so thankful that Christ came to save a sinner like me. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll give you two quick ones. I like what you just said. It was That was really helpful and, and true. The idea, and I brought this up on Sunday in my sermon, but don't forget Herod in the Christmas story. He's lurking in the shadows. He's the underbelly of humanity. He is why Christ died, and yep. we are why Christ yep. died. Yep. But the idea that everyone in the Christmas story wasn't perfect, but they were just doing their thing. They weren't, you know stretching out to get greatness. Uh, greatness came to them. You know, mm. Jesus right. is the great one. Right. And so I think that was a big one. And then there's another one, and I'm not going to say this the right way probably, but you know those songs that say, oh, Lord Jesus, be born in us today. And it's like people yeah. celebrate Christmas as, right. Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming. No, he came. <laughs> yeah. And it's like when you're saying Jesus is coming, you better be talking about the return of Christ. Right, right, right. Not the first advent. Yeah. And I feel like there's, mm. There is this kind of weird thing that we do sometimes where we slip into this um, over, I, I hate to say it this way, but over-celebration of the birth of Christ and hmm. in, in ignoring the return of Christ. And, and let me put it this way. You don't find many places, except in the narratives, the birth narratives, you don't find places where it's, hey, Jesus was born. Woohoo! Right. Jesus was born born so that we would be saved from our sins and the, and he is coming back right there's always that that um that end times look and i think that that's really crucial for us i don't think i've thought of it more any other christmas than this year hmm. the return of christ because right. of preaching on right it. right in fact i wasn't going to preach on it and i thought well why wouldn't i yeah why wouldn't what i could be the more coming of the lord yep. there were people that were anticipating the coming of the lord we are anticipating the coming of the lord yeah. and this coming you know, in, in many, many ways supersedes the first one. And, and because of this, it already happened. The first one already happened. So this one is the next up, right? It's the next thing in the, right. you know, to me, it's like, this is unchanging fact. This means the entire plan is successful, will be successful. 
the return is going to happen. Right. Amen. And if you just think about where we're at in the story, Old Testament anticipates, and then you have birth, life, death, resurrection, ascension. And after the ascension, the angels say, why do you stand here looking? He's going to come back just like he just went up. So Mm -hmm. we live in that moment now of waiting for the return of Christ and yeah, I it's I love that you're doing First Thessalonians because I think it's just pushing our minds towards that even while we're celebrating His coming. Right, because both no, are so glorious. You know yeah. what we anticipate and what we celebrate when we look back. Yes, it, it, the thing is, He's returning, and there's no other thing that's going to happen before that. Right, like that's the next <laughs> that's thing. It. That's what we're waiting for. Yeah. yeah, that's our great hope. Yeah, next up is return. Yeah, Amen. Um, I think there's so much more we could say. Obviously, we all have Christmas on the mind, but we'll. Uh, We'll put a pin in it there, and uh, we'll be with you next week on the podcast again. That'll be the last podcast that'll drop before Christmas. But um, as you are celebrating Christ's first coming and looking forward to a second, we are praying for you this Christmas season, and uh, we're so thankful for all of you who listen. We'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Have a great day.